Hey guys, and welcome back to another enlightening episode of the Community Corner Podcast. I'm Arnov. And I'm Nikhil, and today we're going to be embarking on a journey through the digital transformation of education. We're going to be exploring how technology is reshaping the learning landscape from online platforms to virtual classrooms, and its profound implications for the future of education. Um, I think it's a really exciting topic, um, today's topic. So um, the way we learn is evolving at a remarkable pace. Um, especially through the different modes of learning. So I think it's really cool that how we can delve into that topic today. For sure. So why don't we go ahead and start off by explaining to our audience, you know, uh, a better understanding of the digital learning revolution. So Arnav, kind of how, how has technology kind of altered the traditional education landscape in the first place? Yeah, so technology has democratized, democratized education, right? Um, where online learning platforms like massive open online courses such as MOOCs and virtual classrooms provide access to knowledge for learners around the world. It's not just about where you are, but what you can learn. Like platforms such as Khan Academy has literally shed light on the online online digital learning landscape where people have access to so much information at the tip of their fingertips. Right, I mean, for sure. I mean, Literally, learners from different corners of the world have access to literally the same quality of, of content and resources for the most part, right? You know, assuming that, you know, I know certain things are paid for, but, you know, assuming it's free, like, a lot of people do have access to those items, and it's really just bridging the gap, I think. I will say, a majority of the world doesn't have access to, to, to technology, but a lot of the people that do still didn't have the same resources as those who go to like for example a larger public school like those little things matter so much where for example let's say 50 years ago those who went to like a slightly bigger public school have access to more opportunities more education will just provide them a better like assist like a better um base um for the future Mm -hmm. and so with those who have access to technologies this change this is a huge change obviously there's still the big digital divide but this is just making strides in this industry helping those Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, you know, like you said, I mean, virtual learning has its advantages, but, you know, at the same time, it comes its own set of challenges, right? And I think um, some, there are a lot of benefits, right? You know, flexibility, personalized learning experiences and accessibility, right? Learners can really choose how they want to learn and where they want to study. But, you know, with that flexibility comes kind of, you know, the challenge of self-discipline. Not everyone thrives in a self-paced environment. And I think maintaining a focus can a lot of times be, be very difficult, you know, with a lot of digital distractions. I know, what just wow three years ago now it really feels like just a few weeks ago for us but you know me and arnav went through you know virtual learning during uh the COVID 19 pandemic we had a lot of classes together actually think about maybe like half of our schedule actually yeah that's crazy Uh, a lot of group projects went down during that time and i think that overall i think you know we both had you know mistakes on our end where you know we got distracted very easily right just because you know you can easily just be on your phone you can easily just literally move to another tab, literally leave the Zoom call uh, with literally a click of the, uh, you know, click of a button, right? Yeah, I should have a pretty funny story with that. It was our geometry class. We had to do a project um, based on animals and how that kind of ties in with shapes and um, different type of triangles. So we kind of left it last minute and we literally did it the morning that it was due and we had to present the poster and everything. It was, um, we got a hundred, but it was, it, it was very, very uh, nerve wracking. So yeah, it was a rough night for sure. I'll say that <laughs> yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but kind of the point is that, you know, there's, there's pros and cons, right? You've got this flexibility, but also this responsibility to be self-disciplined and, and utilize your resources because 
yeah, you can learn at your own pace, learn at your own time, but you've got to actually do the learning in the first place. And you can't just be on your phone 24-7 um, or, or really succumb to other different types of distractions. 100%. And, but technology isn't always about delivering content, right? It's about the interactive learning. Um, and I think with that, a lot of people don't really have access to that learning. Um, I think it's one of the we talk about digital divide. And I know I kind of mentioned this before, but the digital divide is it's a pressing concern. So while technology opens doors, not everyone has the same level of access to those devices and the internet. And this inequality in access to education is a challenge that needs attention and harboring for, right? Mm-hmm. And the challenge of the digital divide is one that must address for the digital transformation of education to be truly inclusive and equitable. Now, what does this mean, right? So I might have a better opportunity in my education and in my future just because of the fact that I have access to, to technology and these resources versus let's say someone in a more third world developing country such as um, somewhere in Africa where they might not have access to the same resources which just means that they won't they will have that limiting factor in their future um, which is just really sad to think about but there are many efforts that are going to um, help tackle the digital divide yeah for sure and I think a very big common misconception is that like People tend to assume that entire countries or entire states just either are, you know, it's just a, that it's a blatant yes or no that they have access or not. But that's simply not true. I mean, me and Arnav live in, you know, the Frisco area. You know, it's a suburb in DFW. We're very fortunate to have access for the most part. Um, members of community do have access to a lot of these pieces of technology. But if you literally drive like just, you know, an hour north. There's like rural areas, you know, in, inside of Texas that don't have the same access. And so it's... It's a very uneducated thing to just say that, you know, an entire area is all educated. And even within Frisco, there's still, you know, 10% of people, I think, this is a statistic that are still living, you know, under the poverty line, things like that. You know, people that don't have access to a lot of the same things as we do. So it's very important to be educated about that topic and, and just not really assume things about that. Exactly. Like, not everyone has the same um, access to the opportunity. It's really important to note that. I think it's crazy, actually, how 10%, only 10% of Frisco is, or 10% of Frisco is below the poverty line, especially when Frisco is one of the most, like, I guess one of the richer, I wouldn't say richer, but like the more deserving, or more privileged cities than, like, compared to those around the world. Um, mm-hmm. But as we embrace this digital transformation, how can we ensure that students are prepared for the challenges and the opportunities of the digital future? Yeah, so I think, like, a lot of schools have already kind of adopted the practice of teaching their students with how to use the technology, right? The basics, you know, how to type, you know, I know me and Arnav, that's something we learned. I think we had maybe like a class a week on that. Um, yeah, we literally, I, we had technology in like second grade. So the fact that they emphasized right. such an early age was crazy. Like we learned prominent typing schools that almost most adults don't even know to this day. Um, and I think right. it's just the community that we live in. Yeah. Right. So. And I think, I think that's really important. I think that's something that a lot of schools need to start adopting if they haven't already, but even in addition to that, it's really about the soft skills, right? That ability to think critically, solve problems and adapt, adapt, adaptability, you know, is really big, you know, adapting to a world where, um, you know, there's constant things in change, you know, one of the biggest pieces of advice that someone gave me is that we're going to experience more changes in our life in the next 50 years than someone in the previous generation had their entire life, you know, just because of how rapidly technology is changing. Think about the, you know, the Macs that are out right now, the MacBooks compared to the computers that were out 10 years ago. It's a huge, huge difference. And so I think that adaptability piece is so, so important. And I think the skills and the mindset that we really cultivate in our students today will shape the workforce of tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And I think on that note, um, as a wrap for today's episode, we've explored the digital transformation of education and how technology is reshaping the way we learn, um, which 
in total offers unprecedented opportunities and challenges. And I think it's just a reminder that the future of education is dynamic and filled with so much potential for those who are ready to embrace it through the digital transformation of education. Um, thank you so much for joining us today, our, our very dedicated listeners, and we look forward to continuing our journey through the many facets of our evolving world in future episodes. And with that, peace. Peace.